for gold. Hello, we're live. Going, going, going live. Um, yeah, well, welcome to Shooting the Shit. It is Monday. It is September, Marisha. It's fucking September. It's ludicrous, isn't it? Like uh, we are of that it. age now, where we're like, "Where's the where, Where's all the days yeah. gone? Where's the year it's gone? Not. Oh no! It'll be Christmas before we know it." Oh <laughs> man, drop the C bomb already! Oh, terrible! Know, yeah, sorry. You know. Let's move on. Let's move on. So, funnily <laughs> enough, though, we are talking about something today that is relevant to September because we are talking mm-hmm. back to school. So, um. Lots of kids went back sort of tail end of last week, primary school and high school kids. Uh, Most of the rest of them have gone back this morning. And that should mean that working parents are suddenly free. And yay, we're all back to school. We can all get on with our lives. Um, But the reality of that isn't actually that, is it? Because uh, we've we've now got the pandemic to throw into the equation. So we've got kids off left, right and centre. We've got schools and nurseries that are short-staffed and are struggling to cope. We've got workplaces that have got people off, so other people are having to pick up the slack. Uh, And you throw into the mix all of that about childcare, even the women that are working part-time and the rest of it, you know, this is a massive struggle at the minute. So life is not easy. Oh, surprise, surprise. Oh, and there's always something, isn't there? There's always something. There's always something. There is, there is. Right, but first of all, Marisha, what's your name and where'd you come from? Well, my name's Marisha. I come from Leicester, but, you know, we don't talk about that. Um, But yeah, (laughs) I'm here as the the non-parents, actually, in this conversation today, because... You know, I, I don't, and uh, I, I, you know, I guess the question is, well, what do I have to bring to the conversation? But, you know, we're we're the ones that kind of, yeah, uh, it's was the opposite of the conversation, isn't it? Simple mm, as that. Absolutely. Well, because this is actually so. Uh, I'm Rachel, by the way. I have an 11 year old son, so he's just gone to high school for the first time. Oh, um, really? but, oh wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. It's been t- it's been scary and exciting times in our household. Um, But we actually had this conversation, didn't we, right at the beginning of shooting Mm -hmm. the shit. This kind of juggling work and childcare was one of the first conversations that we had. And the reason that you are here, Marisha, is because not every woman does have children. And it is those childless women, in inverted commas, that are the ones that end up picking up the slack. When when working mums have got to take time off and they've got to have flexi working and all the rest of it, it's you lot that are there in the office holding the fort and covering those shifts just because you haven't got kids. Um, I remember mm-hmm. when my mum was working, she because obviously her kids were grown up and stuff. This was only a few years before she died. And she said that she worked in a workplace with quite young, uh, most people were young, she was in her 50s. And she ended up working every Christmas and New Year purely because she Mm. was the only one that didn't have kids. And so, you know, you are just as valid in this conversation as anyone else. So I hope you feel so. I do. You know, you know, I'll always put my, you know, two pence worth in anyway, won't I? (laughs) Even if I'm not on the chat, I'll be like typing away with something. (laughs) So, yeah. yeah. Well, that's why we like you, because you've got opinions. <laughs> um, exactly. Yeah, so cool. In case anyone's wondering as well, Hannah is supposed to be with us. We don't know where she is. We're hoping she's not falling downstairs or anything. So, uh, I mean, she just... You could have just said no. forgotten. <laughs> falling down the stairs. She's lying in a pool of blood as we speak. So if anyone oh lives God. near Hannah, go check. <laughs> Netflix. I don't know. She'll join us. She'll join us. Anyway, right. Let's crack on. Let's crack on. So, 
few facts for you. Uh, two thirds of working mums, and it, and it is mums, uh, I'll, I'll come to that in a minute, um, lack sufficient childcare during the summer holidays. So that six week period that we're just coming out of is a notoriously difficult time for women. But two in five working mums say that their childcare issues don't end when their kids go back to school. Now, obviously, mm -hmm. that is because the working, the, the school day is nine till three. Most women or most, you know, full-time jobs are nine to five. So you've got to set off at eight and you don't finish till five. There's at least three hours of the day that are not accounted for. Even women who work part-time hours, they, you know, getting hours that fit within that school day is really hard. Getting hours where you can still have, uh, you know, uh, half terms and Easter breaks and Christmas holidays and stuff mm -hmm. off is near impossible. So just because you work flexi time or, or part-time doesn't make it magical and, and all your childcare issues are gone. Um, half of working mums say that they are trapped in the jobs that they are currently in because of childcare. So essentially, they've worked out a system that works for them and they now can't leave that job or can't progress or can't climb the career ladder yeah. because for however many years yet, they've still got to factor in those childcare. So when we have these issues, these conversations, which we do quite often about, uh, you know, the, the, the gender pay gap and all the rest of it, massive amounts of this come down to childcare, don't they? Yeah. And, and just and genuinely struggling. Yeah, and it's a really interesting um, way of, of of putting it, I guess, really, that, you know, women feel literally feel trapped in their jobs. You know, that's like you say, they've got a system, it works, but actually at what cost? It's, mm. a, you know, in terms of them, you know, or their progression or where they want to be, what they want to do, you know, how they want to move forward, you know, to be trapped in a job um, is, is kind of crap in it, really. Yeah, I mean, when I worked for the NHS, I worked for the NHS for eight years and it was when Leon was, was little. And at the time, you know, Leon had a few health issues. He was born kind of without the, the muscles in his soft palate. So we had to have operations and speech therapy and stuff. We were living with my nan. We were looking after her. Now, uh, you know, I loved that job. It was great. The people I worked with were absolutely brilliant. But it was really stressful. It was really hard work. You'd, you'd go in with a massive mm. pile of work and you would leave with a pile of work that was exactly the same size and it was constant and people ringing you up, screaming at you, why haven't I had an appointment, blah, blah, blah. It was a stressful job. It wasn't particularly satisfying. It was an admin job. So it was, mm. you know, I don't mean to look down on admin jobs, but I felt I could be contributing more. But I stuck at that job for eight years because it worked for me and my childcare situation. And that's what a lot of women are in, isn't it? Uh, mm. You know, there's a lot of freedom. I wouldn't, well, Marisha, this is, this might be my prejudice. So I look at you and I think, fucking hell, she's so blessed to be without children. She could go to whatever fucking job she wants. Have you, have you ever been trapped in a situation, not because of childcare, but because of something else? <laughs> or is oh, your yeah. life full of bliss, like I imagine? <laughs> well, you know, it's... Uh... It's a it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because I I don't have any kind of like idea of what it would be like, you know, to have children. And by that, I mean, you know, I, I, I could look after a child or babysit or whatever it is, you know, but it's, it's not the same, is it? As having a child, you know, all day, every day and having to deal with it all day, every day. Um, and I, I don't have, yeah, those kind of attachments, you know, for that. But I kind of think, well, I, I look at me now and I'm like, 
I'm in awe. I'm actually in awe of people that have children and have those types of commitments because I'm like, I can barely look after myself, right? How the hell would I be able to do what I'm doing, you know, what I do now, but have, you know, a husband and kids and this, that and the other to kind of, you know, look after as well. Um, so, you know, to answer your question, I, I have been trapped in a job and I use the term trapped um, lightly, I guess. Um, but I think that comes down to lots of things. And, and, you know, in terms of there's confidence, there's, you know, just being comfortable, you know, doing what you do because it's what you do. You know, um, it was a decent wage. There's so many, you know, other things that come with that, you know, as opposed to, you know, the commitments of, of kids. Yeah, I, it's really interesting, isn't it? Because, you know, I think that if you are, you know, if you are, if you have children, if you've got a family, you assume that everybody is living that life and they have those stresses. I was reading an article that said that uh, working, well, it was about working parents, not specifically mums, but it was saying that, they, you know, people don't sit down in the evening until half eight, nine o'clock, because by the time you've got home from work, fed the kids, put them to bed, you know, put a load of wash on, got everything ready for the next day, it, you know, your, your day's gone. And you assume that everybody's living like that. And then actually there's not, is there? Because there's Marisha living a life of luxury. <laughs> Yeah, luxury, but I don't sit down at all. I just work and work and work. I don't have that other, you know, it's a completely different thing, isn't it? You know, I don't have to stop and and I don't have to account for anything else. And I, I think it's yeah. a little bit of a, yeah, misconception really that it means that I'm just, you know, living the life, the, the absolute lifestyle, you know, come five o'clock, I switch everything off and that's it. Absolutely not. It's a very good point, that though, isn't it? Because actually, you know, I'm. I, it, it, there's always this thing, isn't there, of like, oh, the grass is greener on the other side. Actually, there's probably as much as stress on you because you are, again, you know, you're expected to push yourself. If you haven't got children, you are expected to be focused on your career and be driven mm. and be moving your life forwards and all the rest of it. And you say, you know, you you don't switch off. You know, you run your own business. You've got your moms. You know, you've got a lot of things going on. Do you feel that there's a pressure on you that you can't let up because you need think, to be a driven woman? Yeah, I think there is. There is sometimes, you know, and I do. I, I think it's. I'm. I, I'm of an age now where I think I've got into bad habits actually because of that. You know, because it's always been like, okay, well, it's it's almost like a, well, you've got nothing else to do, so you may as well work. There's almost that attitude mm. sometimes, um, maybe self-inflicted, but maybe from other people as well. You know, and there's always this assumption that you've got availability or that you're free because you, you know, because you don't have these other commitments. You know, so I think, like I say, I'm, I am one that has kind of fell into those habits of, well, why not? You know, I may as well just work mm. and I may as well do this, that and the other. And I think there is an element of pressure. And I think sometimes that that pressure comes from from other women. Um, you know, so my the last time I was employed, I had a, a female boss, MD. Uh, she didn't have children. Um, and, you know, so there is this assumption that this is what we do. You know, we, yes. we get up, we, we do work, you know, we, we do all those things. We want to be successful and have the car, the house, the this, the that and the other. Um, and we can do all of that without having, you know, the commitments of children. Um, but there was a lot of pressure that came from that to the point where, you know, it was almost uh, one of the reasons I left that job was because there was so much dependence on me there that it became unhealthy, both for them, the business and for me, 
you know so yeah it was kind of and she um, was putting that pressure on you because you didn't have children you know i presume there were other women at the at the place of work that had kids that had to you know they had to clock off at five o'clock but you didn't and so she took yeah. advantage of that yeah exactly and, and, it, and it's a really shitty situation actually because like twofold isn't it you know as as a i see it from both sides as well you know so the people that do have children and it was whether it be male or female you know it was very much like a that's that's what comes first you know kids come first and obviously that's right that's what should happen yeah but it was like a oh well they've got to go because they've got to get kids it was almost like a a bad thing you know what I mean like oh well you know there's no commitment from that person to this business because they that you know the children are there you know what I mean it was yes. literally that attitude and it was you know fairly toxic to be fair but it was there you know so I kind of felt for them as well because they couldn't win you know it's like just because you've got to go and you know you, you want to go to assembly or you've got to do the school run or there's you know somebody's off sick or whatever doesn't mean they're any less committed to the job you know than I am it's just yeah. that I don't have that, you know. It's it's really. I mean, I I obviously run my own business. So, you know, Hannah and I and my husband run our own business. Um, when Leon was at primary school, so primary school is very geared towards mums. There are very few dads that go in and do stuff. And when Dally started working full time for Grow Traffic, which is about three years ago, he really noticed this that, you know, he would go into assembly and there'd be him and one other dad and then 30 mums there. Mm. Uh, but what, what I noticed about that is that, again, you absolutely get this from both sides. So, you know, if you were to go into your work environment and say, I can't come in this morning because I've got my kids' assembly or I've got sports day or whatever you know if you've booked that off as a you know a day in advance you don't tell people fine but if you go in and say oh yeah no it's assembly i'm taking the morning off people are going to go like what the fuck assembly but on the same token you then get the guilt from the school well first of all you get the guilt from the kids because the kids are like are you going to come to my assembly and watch me get a certificate <laughs> for, you know smiling more than anybody else in the class <laughs> but also you get it from the school the school would send yeah, letters yeah, yeah. around and they'd be like oh you know only a small proportion of mums ever turn mums ever turn up yeah. to assembly and it would be really nice if we could have more mums there and blah 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 i'm like well don't put it on at fucking half past nine in the in the morning then who's gonna get mm. there for that you know it's crackers isn't it so there is absolutely as a working parent there is this stress from all sides you're getting pulled in all directions and it's really hard to deal with that and so even if even if you are you know say flexi working or part-time there are going to be things that come up that are going to impact that working life and you're right doesn't make you any less more less dedicated to your job does it but how do you fucking deal with that <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> but do you think though that because I, I i think it's interesting you know because um all right this this conversation is the back to school but has has it all changed and is there a different vibe or you know acceptance of different ways of working i don't know but has that changed now with what happened through the lockdown you know the fact that there is you know we have families we have lives outside of work you know the kids will make an appearance like the, the the famous one where the you know the kids come in on the bbc interview and stuff like that right it's like yeah. we are all people and we have lives so has has that made a difference or are we going back to the way that it was i don't know what do you think? Yeah, well, it's really interesting, actually. So um, I was talking to I'm on a I'm on a board of a, a charity and there's a few people on there. But I I was specifically asked to be on it because I am the only woman. Um, and so they're all men. They're all 
sort of over 40 they're very kind of traditional businessmen like in the mm -hmm. old days they would have gone to gone to work with a bowler hat on and a briefcase <laughs> so that sort of men. Um, and, and one of them really nice guy really nice guy he's a bank manager and he was telling me that he absolutely needs his staff back in the office and i said you know oh, do you not think the working you know the working environment has changed and the workplace has moved on it no absolutely not no i need my staff in i need my staff in working a nine to five and if they've got childcare issues that's their own thing to deal with and and i've encountered a few people and i'll be honest they do tend to be men they do tend to be kind of the older mm. generation but they mm. are very much of this attitude of we need people back in the workplace and we need them in now and if they've got childcare issues fucking deal with it that's their problem mm. but by the same token I've spoken to as many people perhaps if not more who accept that the workplace has fundamentally changed and I think what's happened is there has been a shift from employer to employee and employees mm -hmm. have said we're, we're not going back to that way of working we want flexible working we want to be able to work from wherever is most convenient we want to be able to be there for our kids you know if the pandemic's taught us anything it's that life is fragile mm -hmm. or it should have taught you that right, um, right. And so I definitely think that, the, or, or I hope, I hope there is a bit of a sea change. What I've seen so far looks as though that's happening. I know quite a lot of companies who have given up their office space and have moved to flexi yeah. working and blah, blah, blah. The question is going to be whether that carries on. So what, what have you seen? Have you seen that in the kind of businesses that you're working with? Yeah, but a bit of both, really. I think, um, you know, the a lot, lots of people I work with work for themselves, in all honesty, or, or, you know, work for smaller businesses where they can be a bit more flexible. And by that, it's not necessarily just because they're small, but because of the work they do means that they could do it from anywhere. Um, you know, so I think that's if, if the business allows for that, then, you know, it's, it's kind of, it's been happening gradually and you know the pandemic has kind of taught us all you know to do all of this stuff like you know if you'd have asked us all to be on a video call two years ago you know 90 percent of us would be like absolutely not no way like i've got to do my hair and this that and the other and and now we're we're past that yeah i mean i can't be asked to make up anymore for 90 percent of the time but there we are uh but you know i have got some clients that that are the you know one, one client in particular they it, because of what they do they have to have people in the buildings and in the depots yeah. and doing the work you know and so it's been interesting kind of like watching how they change or not actually and there's there's not been a huge amount of change for them and I think you know there's definitely that side of we want to get back to work because that's that's where it is we can't actually do anything from home you know mm. and you know the person that I speak to most there he's got younger kids he he has to commute to get into to the workplace and I think whilst he still has to kind of he still has to be there he still has his allotted hours and things like that he is in he's in HR actually so it's kind of the perfect place I guess really to to kind of look to um and I think there's been a little bit more give in terms of acceptance of you know having to go to appointments or to go you know to do this that and the other with with the kids but not a huge amount and actually even with what he does, he was quite kind of almost like he was, he always expects them to say no. 
you know so there's almost that kind of um uh kind of way of working or that kind of um I can't think of a word it's gone out of my head but that kind of um thing in their the way that they the business works which means that people are almost afraid to ask you know which yeah, is, culture, is shit really like a, isn't it a, a there we are culture <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. yeah and I don't know where that comes from or what that is or why is it because yeah it's, it is comes back to that it's assumed well, you know that it trickles you're not down be doesn't it this is the thing yeah. Yeah, a, a culture within a business trickles down from the top. And if you have a CEO or managing director or whatever, or even a HR mm. department that is very much of the opinion that we need people in the office. And if you're not in the office, you are not working. And if you are taking time off, whatever reason, yeah. you're not committed to the business, then that is toxic. And, and you know, I am friends with a few HR people on Facebook and LinkedIn and whatever. And from what they're saying, that that general trend seems to be changing so that we can have more flexibility because to be honest it's the only way anything's going to change you know we've got not only as we've said the 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 kids going back to school and all the childcare issues around that and holidays and the stupid hours that they're attending school but we've got the mm. pandemic you know and, yeah, and hundreds yeah, yeah. of thousands of people a week are being told to isolate we've got covid figures on the rise even if it's not the children themselves that are ill, it's things like nurseries and schools where all the teachers have been told to isolate. So they're, they're, you know, there's nobody there to run the school. So kids have been yeah, sent yeah. home, nurseries yeah. been sent home. So again, there's all these pressures and that means that parents are going to have to take time off to look after the kids and that is going to fall on the women because mm. the men have got the more higher paid job it's expected all of these reasons that we've talked about in the past the patriarchy because of the patriarchy <laughs> <laughs> and if, 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 if hannah was here she'd be ranting oh, right off here. on one yeah and there he goes it's my magic i forgot that's all right we had visions of you like lying in a pool at the bottom of the stairs, not enough to stop doing the recording and check on you. Yeah. We were concerned. No, but you know what the problem was? Dave is away doing his job and I am having to do the school run and cook the dinner and do my own job because of the fucking patriarchy. Yes! See, there I knew it. I'm glad she's joined at the perfect time. The perfect time. You are having childcare issues. I am tell us how Tell us about your work and childcare issues. Well, the main issue that I'm having at the moment is that I have to care for the children, and I am not, I'm not very good at that. So, <laughs> um, no, I just think for me, summer holidays are, are better in a way, and holidays because I have a flexible job, so I don't have to, you know, really worry too much about taking time off for childcare, which is totally privileged, but. Just that um, getting up, getting the kid ready, making a pat lunch and everything. Like we do divide the labour quite evenly in our house. So one of us will sort out one kid and one of us will sort out the other. Um, and they both have like different levels of stuff that they need doing. But um, I do not know how single parents do it. And I know that even splitting the, the, like, the labour of getting your kids to school and picking them up, um, it's unusual that that's split down the middle. But if the kids were off ill, it has always fallen on me to, you know, pick Naya up from school and be the one that's 
not at work to the point where I used to get in trouble, you know, because I was having a lot of time off because Naya was always ill when she first started school and stuff. Um, and it fell on me, absolutely. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah. I do. I just want to bring in so that, you know, you've made a good point there, Hannah, and, and Rebecca's watching. I'm presuming it's Rebecca. I'm sussing that I can't see your name, but I'm assuming it's you based on the details of your life that you have given me. Old uh, Markle <laughs> over here. Um, but uh, uh, Rebecca's pointed out that it's only freelancing and running her own business that has allowed her to have work mm. and childcare. Before that, she never had the flexibility for, for one reason and another. Now, you just said, Hannah, that actually some holidays are easier and they are because if you are a freelancer you know if you're running your own business and you've got the kids are at home you don't have to make the packed lunch make sure they're washed and dressed and get them out there you know there is an actual although you get those kind of few hours in the middle of the day when they are at school all of the shit that goes on in the morning and the afternoon is actually more stressful. And so even if you are freelancing, you're still having to compact all of that, say, eight-hour work has to then fit into a five-and-a-half-hour day because of everything you've got to do at either end. So we said this at the beginning, in fact, didn't we? You know, even if you have flexible working, even if you're working part-time, actually, the fact that the kids are back at school doesn't necessarily make life any easier, does it? Yeah, and it's really interesting. So Dave and I, for a period, worked at the same place. Uh, and when I got there, Dave had been working there for a long time, and it was when Naya started school. And when I got there, I arranged with the manager, with the boss, the MD, that when Naya started school, Dave and I would alternate who was picking her up and would work extra hours so that we could each, you know, take a couple, like an hour and a half off in the afternoon to go and pick Naya up from school. Prior to that, if Naya had need, and you know, and also just to point out, he was absolutely fine with that. And if I ever needed time off to go and get Naya because she was poorly, it was, yeah, no problem, do what you need. You know, he always paid me, it was never an issue with him. But Dave worked there when I was having to take time off and it just never entered the conversation that he would ask if he could have time off to look after Naya or that he would, leave yeah. work early to pick her up or finish later to drop her off it was just never discussed it was just you know expected to be me and I'd say well I had Naya last time she was ill can't you do it no I can't I've got a meeting sorry uh, and it just was yeah. never and that's not you know Dave's not a Dave's not a dick he's he's you know equal 100% and um, but that was just it was just expected and acceptable that I would be the one that had time off Mm. I, we, we were talking just word? before you came on. Uh, we we haven't no, but we were we were talking just before you came about even you know the expectation from schools is that it will be the parent that will do the child you know that it will be that sorry it'll be the mum that will attend the assembly or pick them up if they're ill or be there at pick up and you know I was saying when Dally started uh, working with Grow Traffic and having that flexibility he's, he's still one of the few parents I mean he does the school run now with Rebecca Rebecca does the mornings Dally does the afternoons and still he, he said he that you know there aren't that many dads that are there at the school gates picking the kids up so you know even at high school nothing changes well it's interesting so Aubrey started nursery a few months ago and and when we went to a nursery we both went and looked around we both were sending emails signing her up we both filled in the paperwork and then when she and you know it was this is Aubrey's dad this is Aubrey's mom you know we were kind of introduced as her parents and when she started 
they would pass Dave paperwork and say, can you ask mum to fill this out, please? <laughs> or, you know, can you ask mum what Aubrey's favourite things to play with are? Or could you just ask mum if Aubrey's got any allergies? And Dave was like, what the fuck? So I went on a bit of a, like, ran in the shoot in the shit group and somebody, and I'm really sorry, I can't remember who it was, commented and said, there is a, a legal requirement for educational, you know, institutes to speak to a parent and they don't it's much easier to assume that the woman is the mother rather than think that the man is the father because it could be a stepfather step parent mm. yeah, yeah and especially because aubrey and i have got a, a different surname yeah so actually that kind of made sense that that you know it's it's more usual for the mother to be the one that's got custody so mm. if it's you know if there's a man then it could be a step parent uh, and they have to speak directly to the parent parental uh, yeah, parent, and I, guardian i get it i get it and the other thing is you know when you have especially when the kids are young and especially you know if mum has done the, the bulk of the caring you know and you're you, a kid is going home from school they want the mums you're like you're gonna say yeah oh dad's gonna pick you up he's like oh dad doesn't make the sandwiches right and dad doesn't read the story right dad's not gonna put me to bed right and so again you know it's like I was saying before you've got this pressure and it's coming from every single angle it's coming from the kids it's coming from the educational institutions it's coming from the workplace so how the fuck do we change this because we have had legislation in place for years now to say that you know dads can take time off dads can have equal uh, paternity leave all of these things that we've put in place but nothing is changing the attitude amongst employers isn't changing the attitude amongst the dads that it's their job isn't changing the attitudes of the schools isn't changing so how we you know short of burning the world down and starting again which i'm quite happy to go and do it you know if we've got we time. Do that. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah. how how do we how do we change things where do we start even start to tackle this without banging our heads against brick walls well i think there's <laughs> multiple prongs and one is uh firstly making it acceptable for boys young boys to have a caring role and have little dollies and you know look after pets and teddies and have prams and stuff and make it encourage little boys to look after other people as we encourage little girls so that we are raising fathers as well yeah. as mothers because aside from the breastfeeding there is no biological advantage to being a woman when you're raising a child humans pair bond that's because it takes two people to raise a child because of how awful it is when they're so little because they come out so wretched and, and useless and so, can i just say if we are putting parental rights uh you know empathy responsibility into just a need to breastfeed then where does that lead leave heterosexual couples where does that leave mums that can't breastfeed you know that is a yeah. fucking ridiculous uh, standard to put on parent parenting isn't it yeah, precisely. Anyway, carry on, carry on. Yeah, so that's one <laughs> on. thing, and I think, and I think that's really important because I've noticed during the pandemic, you know, we had a baby out of the pandemic when Dave was at work and I took maternity leave, and we had a baby during the pandemic when we were both at home. And Aubrey very much prefers Dave. She goes to Dave for comfort. She wants him to feed her. She goes to him for cuddles and to play. And when she's injured, it's Dave. It's not me. That's that's not. Um, I bet that's not unusual. There's nothing mm. biologically or instinctive 
in in either in any of us that means that she comes to the mother it's just because we've both been there and she's picked one over the other which breaks my fucking heart but there you go no it's great don't knock it no i earned that love uh, <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i remember the that first time when 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 dally started being at home so leon would never want dally to read him a bedtime story like if we said oh it's dad's turn tonight it's like no don't worry he doesn't do it right he doesn't read the voices right when dally started being at home there was only like a, about a year if that of, of leon still wanting a bedtime story um but he, he slowly started like not complaining if it was dally and then it was mm. like oh is daddy can daddy read my bedtime story and i was like uh, yes i've done yeah. fucking eight years of this shit you take some burden for once jesus you can always <laughs> say no to them you know <laughs> <laughs> you know this is it right because I, I i'm listening to you and I, I get it all and i i i'm sitting here thinking do you know what i could be a right well i am an arsehole and i could be like well do you know what it's it's, it's is it your choice you know, yeah, exactly. to have children. So you do, yeah. and I'm like, do you bring this on yourselves? You know, and yeah, all of yeah, this like, yeah. woe is me, drama, passion, you know, this, that, and the other. There's two things here, isn't there? Because there are people that can't have children, um, you know, and, and would absolutely love to have all the problems that you guys have, um, you know, and then there's there's the ones that like me, and I'm like, oh, well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, shut yeah. the fuck up, you chose it. <laughs> yeah, essentially, and you're right, you know, you're right. You are right. That's yeah. why. That's why you, because you were saying before, that's why I'm, like, I'm not sure I have a value. Yeah, that's why you're here. You say that. You will have a valuable opinion on this, and there it is. There it is. Yeah. I don't think anybody um, goes into it thinking I want to do everything here. Oh, of course not. Of course no, not. Some people do, you know, like, and they take on that kind of martyrdom yeah. role, and they fucking love it. Yeah, um, yeah. So I think that's one thing. I think we need to teach boys that it's okay to parent. And I think the other thing we need to do is uh, make it so that women are more able to get into high pay positions because financially it's not realistic for many families for the man to take paternity leave. Like we discussed it and it wasn't financially viable for Dave to take paternity leave and me to carry on working. So like, that's the other thing. Yeah, but the, the gender pay gap comes massively into this. We had the same thing. Dally was earning more money than me, so it made sense for me to go and do the childcare. And and that's that's where that falls into. So, you know, it, it, I'm conscious of the time. We're, time is marching on. Time and is we're marching running out on. Of time. Um, but, you know, re realistically, we just need to keep having this conversation. It's a little bit like we said last time, you know, the 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 conversation about parenting hasn't been in the workplace for very long. You know, we're talking kind of 20 years realistically, and we've just got to keep talking about it and keep pushing it to the point where people are capable of having children and having a career, but the career is going to have to flex a little bit. Um, mm. And that just being a normal conversation. And then that works for mums and it works for dads and it works for kids. And hopefully schools will then start to follow. Um, so yeah, there's, there's not a one point attack, but essentially just keep fighting the patriarchy uh, on every angle and eventually we will all be okay. I think that's well, it. As simple really as that. Quite, yeah. On a really practical level, have like open and honest conversations with your employer and if about the need for them to be more flexible with childcare. And if they're not willing, see if you can get um, a kind of group going with 
with your colleagues and and sort of lobby your employer in a way uh, and write letters and, and you know formal letters oh, a union a union yeah, yeah. what a idea union. Ranting away, <laughs> well, but I think as well, as a union, do they? Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. But, but you're essentially talking about starting one. But I think as well, yeah. like yeah, somebody's okay. added in, somebody's added into the chat about you know affordable childcare in the village and community and things like that. Mm. And like genuinely, like I, uh, you know, when I talk to my my friends that have got young families and you know and and if when they talk about childcare and even my mum, you know, it was it was an issue, you know, when I was little still, and it's like. You have to spend how much? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like literally, yeah. like I can't, I can't even contemplate. You know, all the things that come with with having children. And like you say, Hannah, it's like almost like you don't you prepare as much as you can. I'm sure, right? But there's a whole bunch of other shit that comes, you know, with this that is just unexpected and unavoidable, and you know, massively expensive for no real reason, to be honest. Well, for um, most you know, women so with a child in nursery. It will be the vast majority, and when by vast majority, I mean like ninety-five percent of their wage will go purely on paid exactly. Um, for most yeah. women, unless they have a really well-paid job, it is actually not worth working right. because the cost right. of childcare is more than than the cost right. of just staying home. So, it, I mean, that situation has got to change. So, I mean, lobby, yeah. lobby governments, lobby your MP about the cost of childcare because that is fucking ridiculous. Um, it is, and then you know th that brings into you know the conversation all sorts of things, doesn't it? You know, if there's no point, like no point going to work, you know, why? Why? You know, mm -hmm. you may as well. Yeah you know deal you know stay at home and and not have that extra pressure of having to get up to go you know and to take the child to x and to do this and to do that you know you can't like i say you can't win you're under pressure yeah. either way aren't you really and absolutely yeah. and i just do want to address the point that you know it takes a village to raise a a, a child a, a baby once upon a time we were much better especially as kind of mums of banding together and offering childcare. so just the other day last end of last week um one of my friends was here uh, Leon was supposed to go for a play date at her, her little boy's house and she came picked him up and she said I'm only going to be able to have him for the morning because my mum's been really ill and she's in hospital and I'm gonna have to go and see her and I was like well fucking hell I said bring them both here then you know that they can both come to my house and she's like oh god that'd be a really big help so I can now I can go see my mum in hospital and I just thought afterwards I was like why didn't she ask me like I would have in a heartbeat had the child and I think we've got out of a habit these days of just asking people you know any of my friends who have childcare issues I mean I'm not the world's greatest with kids but I will happily keep them out of maybe that's why you know yeah maybe that's why yeah maybe that's why but you know genuinely if you if you need childcare I will help you with childcare and we've just we're just not great at asking each other anymore are we uh, as we used to be in the olden days I don't think but do you think as well though that it's there's a lot to do with with you know where people are like physically so you know in in the olden days you know we'd be very close to family you know we wouldn't move too far from home whereas i've yeah. got no one you know family wise near me so if i had a child it literally would be who is around me that would you know potentially help or there is nobody no, it's literally mm. that, you know, it's one or the other, isn't it? So there's there's a lot of that to come in as well. So it's yeah. almost like we have to recreate that in another way. Mm. Her, I think sorry. I think is no, don't say sorry. It's my new system. I think as well there's um <laughs> there's pressure and there's pressure and uh, 
one-upmanship on you yes. know oh I can cope I don't need yes. to ask for help because I can cope or I can't ask someone to look after my kid because then I'm a lesser mum or a lesser parent or whatever I think there's partly that and also partly we treasure our children more than any not that we treasure them but we molly coddle molly coddle yeah. yeah more than any other generation and there is like a trust issue would you send you know would you knock on your door and ask your neighbor to look after your kid all day as my mother did and and just kind of feel happy dumping them on them and not knowing really what they're getting up to or who they're with i think that is part of it as well like there is a lot. Yeah, you're right. I mean, I, I do remember just being dumped on elderly neighbours for the afternoon. Like, yeah. there was nobody else. Like, just go around to this old lady's house, you know, and you're just sitting there on the sofa, right. like, not moving. Yeah. Don't worry, you across the road, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's approved. Anyway, we, we've been going on for 40 minutes and we are out of time. So, Marisha, one thing oh, no. that's going to change the world and make the world of childcare easier for women, what's it going to be? <laughs> I, I you, can't answer that because I'm not that <laughs> i can't assist in any way shape or form. final thought so, uh, then final thought Stop i haven't got kids. one today yeah, yeah. yeah it's your own fault by boys dollies oh yeah very good um and i think <laughs> I think mine would be just keep talking about this bollocks. Literally to anyone, bore the socks off them. We've got we've got to make if people if people women are struggling with childcare, that's got to be a normal conversation that we are having everywhere. Else, the world is not going to change. Uh, and and failing that, we shall get some molotovs. Right. Thank you very much, everybody. We shall be back in two weeks. Um, this episode will very shortly be up on the podcast and then very shortly after that, it will be up on YouTube. So uh, thank you to those of you who've watched it live. You can recommend it to anybody. They can watch video only. They can watch it on Facebook and they can join in the conversation or they can just listen to the audio on the podcast. Lots of different ways. Um, and if you are listening on the podcast or YouTube, please subscribe. Subscribe below, guys. Like and subscribe. <laughs> Um, and tell people about it because that genuinely helps us. That's it. Thank you very much. Start waving, girls. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Bye.